episode 23. Hermione's a witch, Harry snarled. Have it your own way, Potter, said Malfoy, grinning maliciously. If you think they can't spot a mudblood, stay where you are. You watch your mouth, shouted Ron. Everybody present knew that mudblood was a very offensive term for a witch or wizard of muggle parentage. Never mind, Ron, said Hermione quickly, seizing Ron's arm to restrain him as he took a step toward Malfoy. There came a bang from the other side of the trees that was louder than anything they had heard. Several people nearby screamed. Malfoy chuckled softly. Scare easily, don't they? <laughs> I suppose your daddy told you all to hide. What's he up to? Trying to rescue the muggles? Where are your parents, said Harry, his temper rising. Out there wearing masks, are they? Malfoy turns his face to Harry, still smiling. Well, if they were, I wouldn't be likely to tell you, would I, Potter? Oh, come on, said Hermione with a disgusted look at Malfoy. Let's go and find the others. Keep that big bushy head down, Granger, sneered Malfoy. Come on, Hermione repeated as she pulled Harry and Ron off up the path again. I'll bet you anything his dad is one of that mess lot, said Ron hotly. Well, with any luck, the ministry will catch him, said Hermione fervently. Oh, I can't believe this. Where have the others got to? Fred, George, and Jenny were nowhere to be seen. Though the path was packed with plenty of other people, all of them looking nervously over their shoulders toward the commotion back at the campsite. A huddle of teenagers in pajamas was arguing vociferously a little way along the path. When they saw Harry, Ron, and Hermione, a, a girl with thick, curly hair turned and said quietly, Riz, Madame Maxime, nous l'avons perdu. Uh, what? said Ron. Oh. The girl who had spoken turned her back on him. And as they walked on, they distinctly heard her say, Hogwarts. Bobatons muttered Hermione. Sorry, said Harry. They must go to Bobatons, said Hermione. You know, Bobatons Academy of Magic. I read about it in an appraisal of magical education in Europe. Oh, yeah, right, said Harry. Fred and George can't have gone that far, said Ron, pulling out his wand, lighting it like Hermione and squinting up the path. Harry dug in the pockets of his jacket for his own wand, but it wasn't there. The only things he could find were his ominoculars. Oh, no, I don't believe it. I've lost my wand. You're kidding. Ron and Hermione raised their wands high enough to spread the narrow beams of light further on the ground. Harry looked all around him, but his wand was nowhere to be seen. Maybe it's back in the tent, said Ron. Maybe it fell out of your pocket when we were running, Hermione suggested anxiously. Yeah, said Harry. Maybe. He usually kept his wand with him at all times in the wizarding world, and finding himself without it in the midst of a scene like this made him feel very vulnerable. A rustling noise made all three of them jump. Winky, the house elf, was fighting her way out of a clump of bushes nearby. 
She was moving in a most peculiar fashion, apparently with great difficulty. It was as though someone invisible was trying to hold her back. There is bad wizards about, she squeaked distractedly as she leaned forward and labored to keep running. People high, high in the air. Winky is getting out of the way. And she disappeared into the trees on the other side of the path, panting and squeaking as she fought the force that was restraining her. What's up with her, said Ron, looking curiously after Winky. Why can't she run properly? I bet she didn't ask permission to hide, said Harry. He was thinking of Dobby. Every time he had tried to do something the Malfoys wouldn't like, he had been forced to start beating himself up. You know, house elves get a very raw deal, said Hermione indignantly. It's slavery, that's what it is. That Mr. Crouch made her go to the top of that stadium and she was terrified. And he's got her bewitched so she can't even run when they start trampling tents. Why doesn't anyone do something about it? Well, the elves are happy, aren't they? Ron said. You heard old Winky back at the match. How else is not supposed to have fun? That's what she likes, being bossed around. It's people like you, Ron, Hermione began hotly, who prop up rotten and unjust systems just because they're too lazy to... Another loud bang echoed from the edge of the wood. Let's just keep moving, shall we? said Ron. And Harry saw him glance edgily at Hermione. Perhaps there was truth in what Malfoy had said. Perhaps Hermione was in more danger than they were. They set off again. Harry still searching his pockets, even though he knew his wand wasn't there. They followed the dark path deeper into the wood, still keeping an eye out for Fred, George, and Ginny. They passed a group of goblins who were cackling over a sack of gold they had undoubtedly won, betting on the match, and who seemed quite unperturbed by the trouble on the campsite. Further still along the path, they walked into a patch of silvery light, and when they looked through the trees, they saw three tall and beautiful Vila standing in the clearing, surrounded by a gaggle of young wizards, all of whom were talking very loudly. I pull about a hundred sexagallions a year, one of them shouted. I'm a dragon killer for the Committee for the Disposal of Dangerous Creatures. Oh, you're not, yelled his friend. You're a dishwasher at the Leaky Cauldron, but I'm a vampire hunter. I've killed about ninety so far. A third young wizard, whose pimples were visible even by the dim, silvery light of the vela now cut in. I'm about to become the youngest ever minister for magic, I am. Harry snorted with laughter. He recognized the pimply wizard. His name was Stan Shunpike, and he was, in fact, a conductor on the triple-decker night bus. He turned to tell Ron this, but Ron's face had gone oddly slack. And the next second, Ron was yelling, Did I tell you I've invented a broomstick that'll reach Jupiter? Honestly, said Hermione again. And she and Harry grabbed Ron firmly by the arms, wheeled him around, and marched him away. By the time the sounds of the Vila and their admirers had faded completely, they were in the very heart of the wood. They seemed to be alone now. Everything was much quieter. Harry looked around. I reckon we can just wait here, you know. We'll hear anyone coming a mile off. 
The words were hardly out of his mouth when Ludo Bagman emerged from behind a tree right ahead of them. Even by the feeble light of the two wands, Harry could see that a great change had come over Bagman. He no longer looked buoyant and rosy-faced. There was no more spring in his step. He looked very white and strained. Who's that? he said, blinking down at them, trying to make out their faces. What are you doing in here, all alone? They looked at each other, surprised. Well, there's sort of a riot going on, said Ron. Bagman stared at him. What? On the campsite. Some people got hold of a family of muggles. Bagman swore loudly. Damn them, he said, looking quite distracted. And without another word, he disapparated with a small pop. Not exactly on top of things, Mr. Bagman, is he? Said Hermione, frowning. He was a great beater, though, said Ron, leading the way off the path into a small clearing and sitting down on a patch of dry grass at the foot of a tree. The Wimburn Wasps won the league three times in a row while he was with them. He took his small figure of crumb out of his pocket, set it down on the ground, and watched it walk around for a while. Like the real crumb, the model was slightly duck-footed and round-shouldered, much less impressive on his splayed feet than on his broomstick. Harry was listening out for noise from the campsite. Everything still seemed quiet. Perhaps the riot was over. I hope the others are okay, said Hermione after a while. They'll be fine, said Ron. Imagine if your dad catches Lucius Malfoy, said Harry, sitting down next to Ron and watching the small figure of Crumb slouching over the fallen leaves. He's always said he'd like to get something on him. That wiped the smirk off old Draco's face all right, said Ron. Those poor muggles, though, said Hermione nervously. What if they can't get them down? They will, said Ron reassuringly. They'll find a way.